Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. All right, here we go with Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Morning, Keith. Good morning. Let's talk about the breaking news here yes. with the BC Liberal Party and their proposed possible new name, BC United. Yeah, playing in the English Premier League as we speak. <laughs> I think everyone's first thought is it sounds like the name sounds of a like soccer, soccer team. team. Yeah, no, it's going to be playing the Whitecaps. So. Yeah. It's going to invite all sorts of soccer analogies and comparisons. You know, when the Liberals make a mistake under BC United, is it going to be called an an own goal? If Kevin the, Falcon scores an own goal for BC yeah, United. Are they yeah. going to get relegated to the second division, this type of thing? <laughs> But uh, it's a it's a gamble for sure. I mean, the Liberals won uh, what uh, one, two, three, four, four elections, and a fifth where they had the most seats. Sixteen years in power under the name of BC Liberals. Right. Uh, the Social Credit Party was there for twenty years under WEC Bennett, and another eleven years under well, another fifteen years under Bill Bennett and and, um, and other premiers. So the name really hasn't been a problem in the past. But Kevin Falcon. Uh, when he became leader, uh, said that there's people who are confused when they right. go to vote, that the Liberals, it is a free enterprise coalition. I think they're clearly worried about the possible ascension of the B.C. Conservative Party. The B.C. Conservatives got 13% in the Surrey South by-election, which is significant. Um, this has been a long, I don't think there's been much of a debate in the Liberals. There has been talk about this for years. Is, yeah. is the Liberal name confusing to people? Right. It is a coalition of Liberals and Conservatives. But the roll in the dice here, uh, maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. Okay, party members will vote on it later this year. And we don't know whether it's going to be on the ballot come the next election because we don't know when the next election is. If well, when's they, the next scheduled election? Well, 2024. Right. Uh, uh, again, the fall of 2024. But many people think David Eby, if he wins the election, the leadership, is going to call an election earlier than that. So when you rebrand a major brand, you don't do it overnight. So, you, you know, we work for Global. Well, when I started with Global, we were BCTV. That was, and that was a pretty powerful brand. Um, remember the T-Fever BC ads and, and, and stuff. It was a dominant brand. It took us, I think, two years to rebrand into global. It doesn't happen overnight. So the Liberals will need some time to rebrand, be BC United. It's gonna, And I, again, it's not clear whether that name will be in front of voters come the next election. Yeah, so if EB becomes premier, which we, we likely will, and he's already kind of semi-ruled out a snap election, saying that's not something he wants to do, although he did leave himself some wriggle. Well, what, recall, what, but. let's define snap. Is snap the spring? Well, that's what I mean. Or like snap the fall? Let's say he decides, I need a fresh mandate, I'm, in, I'm the mm -hmm. new premier, so I'm going to call a snap election, and I've got a reasonable... I got a reasonable explanation for why I'm doing it, and catch the Liberals flat-footed flat with their old name. Or catch them in mid-brand. Mid uh, what if they try to rebrand and it takes some months, and in the middle of this rebranding process, an election is called, yeah. and the Liberals have to put their name back on the ballot as BC Liberals. So yeah. it's, a, it's a risky maneuver by the BC Liberals, but it may pay off. Who knows? Let's listen to Kevin Falcon here. So here is Falcon explaining why they're looking at a name change. Have a listen. It's more about whether whether it sometimes creates genuine confusion that some in the public just genuinely think federal politics immediately 
So if they see, you know, a BC Liberal name and they think, oh, yeah, I, I don't vote Liberal, I vote Conservative, or whatever the case may be, then they mistakenly often vote for another party when they meant to actually vote for, you know, a private sector-driven economy party like ours. Well, I've seen not much evidence that that's happened in the past. I mean, the Liberals won some pretty big majorities here under the BC Liberal name. Yeah. So again, it's a it's a gamble by the BC Liberals to do this. But now, you know, they lost the back, the last election quite badly. And you could argue this is where the other argument comes in that the brand was broken. The BC yeah. Liberal brand, after 16 years in power, had accumulated enough baggage. Uh, and enough frustration amongst voters that uh, maybe they aren't going to get it back you know, with under that name, and that a, a name change is uh, required. And I think that's Kevin Falcon's argument. Okay, and the party has said this morning that this proposed new name, BC United, will be put to a vote by party members yeah. later, later this, this year. year. That's all they've said. So I guess you'll need, I probably just need a simple majority of party members to vote in favor of it. Fal- I think. Falcon has said he supports it. He will yeah. vote for this name change. So I got to imagine, you know, if I was to make a bet on it, probably say probably will go through. Probably go through. Yeah, you'd think so. But again, as we're seeing with the NDP leadership race, once you get the party members to decide something, something could go sideways pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, You've seen the the NDPs now quite worried about uh, Anjali Apadurai's candidacy, taking the party far to the left and really out there when it comes to fighting climate change. Uh, and now you've got uh, the membership may have a different feeling than Kevin Falcon. I, I, wonder, I agree with you, though. I, I, I'd expect it would go through. I wonder if Falcon and others sort of brass in the Liberal Party are looking at what's going on federally and seeing that the bloom is off the rose a bit here with Trudeau. He's going down in the polls. Yeah. Polyev, Pierre Polyev, the new leader of the federal conservative party, is now opened up a gap. There's a new poll. Angus Reid poll out, out today. Uh, Shut your girls poll is out. Uh, this is the biggest shift in voter intent in three or four years. So the Conservatives now 37 percent of the decided vote. The Liberals at 30 percent. Wow. Uh, NDP at 20. Seven uh, point lead for seven Pauline. point lead. Wow. I haven't seen the regional breakdown, so I'm not sure what the, how that translates into uh, urban centers versus rural. But one thing that's clear from this poll is that the People's Party vote has evaporated. Uh, the conservatives were quite concerned about that. And some of the analysis early on in the leadership race was that Poliev was playing to the People's Party, trying to bring those people back into the fold of the conservatives, and he appears to have done this, according to this poll. Let's listen to Pierre Poliev here. Here he is uh, a couple weeks back in his victory speech after easily winning the Conservative Party leadership. Tonight begins the journey to replace an old government that costs you more and delivers you less with a new government that puts you first, your paycheck, your retirement, your home, your country. We we talked earlier about the potential shift that he might make to the political center if he begins to emphasize bread-and-butter conservative issues, inflation, cost of living, Mm -hmm. cost of housing, uh, gas prices, this kind of thing, stays away from sort of the more fringe stuff, Brian Mulroney just had dinner with Brian Mulroney at Stornoway, the official resident. That was a big development. This poll also shows Mulroney told him move to the middle. He says, "Go fish where the fish are." Yeah, a great phrase. Uh, This poll shows again the number one issue is affordability, cost of living. Right, that's the number one dominant issue amongst Canadians right now. It's not other issues. It's this one. It's a bread and butter issue. The Liberals are trying to tackle this with some aid programs and, and such, but Poliev's a better communicator, I think, than Trudeau is when it comes to this type of stuff. And uh, he suddenly made the Conservatives far more than competitive. I mean, they're in the lead right now. But again, right. I haven't seen the regional breakdown. 
Right. So if the, the conservatives may be surging federally, the federal liberals going down, I think maybe a guy like Falcon is looking at that, too, and saying, you know what, maybe we better drop this liberal name. That may be part of it. But, of course, he announced the name change process some months ago before yeah. the ascension of Poliev and the conservatives. True. But I think this has been weighing on Kevin Falcon's mind. Even when he was in government, I think he, he kind of chafed under the name BC Liberals. He's not a liberal. I mean, he's yeah. definitely a conservative. And I think others like him, who sort of more ideological, had a problem with that name. And I mean, the name is always, the party's always been a vehicle of convenience, just like the Social Credit Party was. It was just a, a party, let's take, let's grab onto that party and turn it into the Free Enterprise Coalition and take it to power. Coalition, it nothing, right. nothing to do with the name. I mean, Social Credit uh, Party had nothing to do with the Social Credit ideology that brought right. it to a, a creation as a party. It was the Funny Money Party. And Wacky Bennett just turned it into a straight uh, free enterprise party. Yeah, it was sort of a coalition-type party in a way, and that's reflected in this unity name or this BC... BC, well, you know, back BC in the, United. This is a United, United, United BC group of United. Yeah. This, uh, and Amanda from the dining room has arrived with the cheese scone every day, as usual. There we go. Um, <laughs> yeah, but again, back to the soccer analogy. Is a lot of people are going to have some fun with this BC United. You know, this episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. All right, it's Baldry's Beat. Let's go right to your phone calls. Paul and Ladysmith. Hey, Paul, what do you think? Yes, good morning. I just started to throw a tidbit of news I read about last week. I mean... The whole time Trudeau had the retreat thinking about how to help the average Canadian. Here's some ammunition for Polyev. That Trudeau last year spent $8,000 a month on groceries. One month he spent 12000 and the taxpayers picking up the dime. Not oh. sure. I've not seen that. I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure. Is that public information, how much money is spent by, by 8, Trudeau? No, I... Uh, listen, I'll tell you what, we're going to be talking later on the show today about food inflation, because the price of food, like you want to talk about pain at the gas pump right now, it's also painful at the checkout counter or the checkout at the oh, grocery store. The cost of food moving food around, the cost of moving, of transporting anything right now is significantly higher than it was a couple of years ago. So and it's, it's all born into the cost. And it's another reason why Trudeau has got a challenge on his hand here with now, the cost of living right When you talk about the prime minister's grocery bill, Pierre Poliev is now living in Stornoway. How which, much is his bill? Yeah, so there's a lot of taxpayer subsidies on that front as well. Caroline and Delta, hi. Oh, hi there. Um, I'd just like to say I love the name um, United. Um, I think it's uh, it's indicative of what we want to be as a, as a province. We want to be united. We don't care if it's, I don't know, really conservative or liberal, because that doesn't mean the same in municipal and... And mm-hmm. federal elections anyway. It's just confusing. I think well, United, BC United is a great name. Well, there you go. Well, there's one one in favor of BC United. The party says in its release this morning, BC United is a fresh alternative that expresses the party's longstanding commitment to unity across a broad coalition of party members. And this is something that Falcon has talked about. You know, 
that there are federal conservatives who support the BC Liberal mm-hmm. Party. There are federal liberals. There, there may be disenfranchised New Democrats who switch over. All, almost all political parties are coalitions of some right. one way, one way or another. And so this has been a coalition of conservatives and liberals for years. The NDP has been a coalition of trade unionists and environmentalists. And now we're seeing some of the tensions in that coalition play out in the leadership race. And there's no formal connection between the B.C. Liberal Party and the Liberal Party of Canada. None they're completely whatsoever. They're completely separate, completely. although some people might think otherwise. I think relatively few people think right. that. I think, uh, but again, you know, the Liberals clearly thought there was a, a branding problem with the existing brand, yeah. and they now want to uh, change, the, change the page. Let's go to Dev in Vancouver. Hi, Dev. Good morning. Um, Polly have made one statement, which I found really was hit, hit the nail on the head for me. How can we expect the government to help us fight inflation and, and, and lower the cost of natives? The passport issue. Okay, okay, okay. You're you're, you're, Dev. you're break you're breaking up real bad. But I didn't understand what he said there. Well, I think he was saying he's he was you know he he said that Polyev his comments on inflation resonated with him. And how can you trust a government to tackle inflation if they can't even run a passport office? Which, you know, was one of the big applause lines in his victory is what, speech. Is that what Dev said? That's what I sort I, of heard I, him say. I didn't hear that. But it's like, it, it was a good line by Poliev. If you can't run a passport office, you know, uh, how yeah. can you help the average person? Right. Yeah. Right. So that, that was, was one good. of the biggest applause lines of his speech that night. Poliev is good at crafting memorable messaging lines yes. that get repeated. Yeah, uh, that's that's a strength of his, no question. He's a very skilled communicator. He is. Probably the best they've had in a long time. 604-280-9898 is the number to call. Star 9898, toll free in your cell. James in White Rock. Hey, James. Hi, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Keith, I'm sure you've heard about the fact that the Alberta government is doing a full refusal to enforce Bill C-68. They're not, they've written letters to the RCMP that they will not uh, fund them to do search and seizure of weapons from private gun owners. And I mm-hmm. think that this plays right into Polyev's narrative of, of uh, uh, people taking back the politics. And I, I'm just trying to figure out whether or not you think that, that having a provincial refusal to, to, to enforce a federal order is going to send Trudeau for a loop about this. Like, he's always in a fight with Alberta, and, and this is probably one of the ones that he didn't want to get into. Well, Alberta's voting intentions are a foregone conclusion. It's a conservative province. Trudeau goes nowhere other than Edmonton. The Liberals have really no chance of winning seats there anyway. So I think it's a bit of a wash. Where Poliev's, um, uh his challenge is to win seats in Metro Vancouver, Metro Toronto, and Metro Montreal, and that's... We haven't seen evidence that he can do that yet, but I think this poll gives uh, supports the notion that the Conservatives probably are going to make a breakthrough. Gun control is a tricky issue for the Conservatives. It we is. saw that it was it was a difficult one for the for the last leader uh, to deal with, and you will see the Liberals probably try to pl- play more of these gun control cards as wedge. a wedge issue. They're going to tr- they're going to do as many try to find as many wedge issues as possible. Sure. Uh, again, gun control is one of them. Uh, yeah, we'll see what other ones emerge. And the callers re- are referring to a, a comment from the Alberta Justice Minister yesterday, who said that Alberta will not try to enforce this uh, this gun seizure, like the the banned 
the banned assault weapons. Well, you're going to see a fight between liberals uh, announced earlier. Daniel Smith has served notice that they're going to try to uh, ignore uh, a number of federal laws. A lot of that's going to get tied up in courts, but that's, I don't see how that plays that much outside of Alberta. Let's go to Rob. We got one more call. Rob in Chilliwack. Rob, you got 30 seconds Hi, here. Go morning. ahead. Good morning, guys. Yeah, good morning. Uh, just on Polyev. Uh, you know what? Obviously, the guy ran a good campaign. He won the leadership. But now I feel Canadians are going to want to see substance from this guy. His canned answers, it's all regurgitation. You know, people live, young men, women living in their parents' basement. Now they want to see substance. And let's not forget to all the Canadians out there, this is the same guy who criticizes, and I'm no fan of Trudeau, you guys know that. But his, when he was EI minister, premiums were higher. He's against yeah. those being raised. Mm-hmm. CPP? Uh, or sorry, old, old, old age pension. That, there's, you know, he was part of the Harper regime who want changed that to the age age sixty seven to collect. Yeah. So mm-hmm. he's against yeah. CPP premiums going up. I mean, that he considers that a tax. That is thanks, something thank, that Canadians thanks, rely on in their older age. Thank thanks you. for the call. Yeah, but you know, Paul, they have to take advantage of the fact he's up against uh, a government that has been in the the house for a long time, and the brand starts to wear on that as well.